Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I am Danielle, your host, and we are continuing on with the story. It's not about me. If you are taking me home soon, then I'm willing to bring as many home with me as I can. Christine Kane. After I endured the talk with the doctor, I walked out of the room in shock. No feeling, numb, except for the hands I felt in each of mine. The hall was longer than I remembered. The tan of the carpet reflected the bright fluorescence above. Out of sheer habit, I thanked the ladies at the front desk and told them to have a nice day. My son and daughter took turns hitting the elevator buttons. As I stood there waiting for the elevator to take us down to reality, I knew I had phone calls to make. The hands in mine walked to the car as normal as a mom of a, of a four-year-old at the time and a two-year-old at the time with a diaper bag on her shoulder and a heavy heart. I clicked the button on my key ring to open my son's door, let go of his hand and instructed him the normal routine of getting in the car on his own. Stooping to lift my daughter up, I caught her eyes, pure gratefulness, to look into them. I snapped her chest plate and then clicked the harness into place. My husband was first. I started the van, waited for my phone to sync with the hands-free system, and touched my husband's contact information. The car began to dial as I pulled out of the parking lot. He picks up on the first ring. Through the numbness, I told him what had happened. Silence. I could sense the disappointment over the LTE network. Finally, he says he has been waiting by his phone for a Skype call to be included in the ultrasound. Remember, this was just an ultrasound appointment to check fetal heart tones. He knew something was wrong when he didn't get that call. He asked how I was and what my plan was for the rest of the day rest of the day. I told him I had a list I brought with me and he in, and intended to go to Costco and do that run. And he agreed with my plan. So I steered the van toward my intended destination. I chose not to wallow in my fears of the news I just got. My children were silent in the back seat as I drove to Costco and I prayed. I called both of our mothers and gave them the limited version. Honestly, it was all I could muster. It was a dreary day. The windshield wiper swiped a few times as we drove, pulling in and parking. I took the kids out of their car seats and we walked hand in hand through the through that waft of hot air that greets customers at the warehouse doors. I lifted both children into the front seats of the car and I flashed my membership card at the door and upon entering I was hyper aware of women everywhere. I saw God's beautiful creation in those women a bit differently that day. No one in that whole store knew I'd just come from the OB office after hearing news that my baby will most likely not make it for another week. No one in that store could even see that I was pregnant, including the eyes of my children right in front of me. Only I knew. I knew I was pregnant because of my symptoms. Only I had been the vessel for which God knitted creation for this specific child. Little did I know that God was preparing me for a very, very hard lesson. A hard lesson for someone who has a bit OCD, another bit perfectionist, and a large bit of stubborn. The lesson is, it's not about me. What? It's not about me? Hello, I'm the one enduring these circumstances. Isn't it a little about me? No. I began looking into the eyes of the women as we passed and one of these women may have just come from an appointment even worse than mine. Any one of those women may have to go home to a domestically violent situation. Maybe one of those women had just 
learned recently that she has a brand new life growing inside her womb. And maybe, just maybe, one of these women is single, but desperate for a husband and a family of her own. We hear that God knows us intimately and he is our creator, but do we really believe that? Did I really believe that? God knows me just all too well to not allow this lesson of life not being not being about me to continue. And I'm pretty sure it's not about me showed up multiple times over the next week because God really wanted me to fully grasp the lesson and not just acknowledge it. You know, there's a difference between fully grasping the truth of God and acknowledging it. When we acknowledge, we accept or admit existence of truth. But when we grasp, grasp something, we seize or hold firmly to it. I needed to be holding firmly to God's truth that my life is not about me. The day after I received the news, I sent this text message to a friend. I'm writing my emotions more today, but in a much more spiritual way. God is doing something in me and I don't want to miss it. I want to profess it from the rooftops. I've prayed a ton and woke up a lot last night just to pray. This morning before I could even open my eyes, You Make Me Brave came to mind and I remembered it was a song. How true. God is making me brave through this. He called me out into the waves where only he could wash his love over me. I will continue to praise him and to be brave in him. I continued. I get frustrated when people say God only gives you what you can handle. No, that's not the case. I desire more always because I desire more of him. And seriously, God's promises are the same no matter what my circumstances. He made a way for all of us because of love. He knows. I learned that God was doing something in me that was very much beyond who I am. He put me in specific places that were very challenging to me just to see how I'd react. He taught me how to react in the mindset that nothing on this earth is about me. It's a bigger picture. I'm being prepared and refined so that God can use me and my story. The realization that God would use me. This situation for ministry filled me with joy. I was actually so full of delight that an outsider may just lock me up and put me in the loony bin. You see, this was Thanksgiving weekend, and I attended church service that Sunday at the church I attended while in high school. And that Sunday morning, God reminded me further that it's not about me. When I was first being introduced to Jesus in church, my friend Christy and her family took me to church with them. At first, it started as something that interested me. I wanted to know more about this Jesus that everyone around me seemed to know. I attended a small town public school system, and everyone in my sophomore English class seemed to be picking up on biblical references, but I wasn't in my English, you know, in my literature books. I was actually motivated to attend church because I was embarrassed. I didn't know what was going on in class. Long story short, Christy's aunt used to pray and sing the song, Stand Still, during worship. I always found solace in the song. So it was no surprise that God would meet me where I was that day and already knew that Christy had planned to sing that song before she even knew I was coming. Here's the song. The Father has a plan. Though it's hard to see it now, you feel you're walking all alone. But he is there, no doubt. When the storm around you rages and you're tossed to and fro, 
When you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go. Stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do when you feel you have reached the end. He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. When the enemy surrounds you and the walls are closing in, when the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder, my Lord, where have you been? Friend, there was never a moment that his arms weren't reaching out. You can rest assured and be secure. God is moving right now. When you feel you have reached the end, he'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. The answer will come, but only in his time. Stand still and let God move. Stand still and let God move. The truth and comfort in the song was a fresh reminder that not always will I be sure which way to go. I will be surrounded by the enemy. I will feel the waves tossing me to and fro. But my job is to stand still because he will make a way for me. God was in this in that building that Sunday. The Holy Spirit met me right where I was. And God will meet you right where you are, my friend. You see, I believe God has plans to prosper us. And the scripture finishes not to harm us. If we could just grasp the idea that the situations that arise in our lives can be used for good, then maybe we could get a little bit of perspective. If you look at Colossians 3, 1 through 4, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Let your heart or set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. This was a letter written by Paul when he was in jail, and I've never been to jail because of an offense, but I've seen many prison cells in person and on TV. The cells are very cold, hard, gray. Even the issued bedding is dark and dreary and like woolly and scratchy. I understand why I understand why prisoners in jails can be very emotional. Depression and darkness loom over the prisoner as a constant reminder of their offense. But I'm here to tell you, we don't have to live as a prisoner does. Yes, the emotions will flood. Absolutely. Yes, you're going to be depressed, possibly. Yes, these emotions will come in waves even months or years later. But you don't have to be a prisoner in your heart and soul. Choose to set your mind on things above. Do not focus solely on your miscarriage. As hard as it may be, the temptation to look at your empty arms, the empty nursery, Or the empty spot in your family photos. Those are not things above. That is the here and now. And what's right in front of us. But right now is the time to focus on hope. And get ourselves in line with God. Are your desires those that he has for you right now? For example, if I hadn't gone through this last miscarriage. I wouldn't have had a huge lesson of It's not about me and all that that entails. I needed to get right with God again. I needed to lean in to listen and learn.
enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com slash CIMC.